Want to be heard on the non-stop radio show? Send us your submissions in MP3 format at Let's Network Musical.ly 212 at gmail.com. This is Non-Stop Radio. Need to boost your career? Looking for a radio booking agent or publicist? How about a public and artist relations and development extraordinaire? Look no further. Globally, we got a writer and journalist, MJ Savino, representing MJ's Hip Hop Connects. Your one-stop shop for promotion, marketing, artist relations, and artist development. Contact us for a complete list of services, prices, and packages. Follow MJ's Hip Hop Connects on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud at MJ's Hip Hop Connects, and that's C-O-N-N-E-X. Serious inquiries only. You're rocking with the hottest underground hip-hop and R&B show on this side of the net. This is Non-Stop Radio. Oh yeah, ladies and gentlemen. You know what time it is when you hear my voice when you speak Is it now tuned into the hottest hip-hop and R&B show this side of the net This is Non-Stop Radio The non-stop radio show. Non-stop hip-hop. The hottest underground hip-hop and R&B show on this side of the net. Shout out to all the people who killed this. Shawty stop me, I'm too lucky. 
If that's the case, then how she noticed me? Highly focused, but staring at me. How she noticed me? How she noticed me? The non-stop radio show. Non-stop hip-hop. The hottest underground hip-hop and R&B show on this side of the net. Oh yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Be sure to keep it locked right here to the hottest hip-hop and R&B show this side of the net. Up next, here go that brand new Jordan Paul Lee record y'all going crazy over. It's danger. Keep it locked right here. It's the non-stop radio show. Give him a cavity The way you beat it up Call it battery It could be pleasure All an agony You know I got all this love Oh baby But you're like some crazy He f*** with me I'm so wavy You know what I want I want all the smoke Danger You look like a The non-stop radio show. Non-stop hip-hop. The hottest underground hip-hop and R&B show on this side of the net. Want to be heard on the non-stop radio show? Send us your submissions in MP3 format at Let's Network Musical.ly 212 at gmail.com. 
This is Non-Stop Radio. Need to boost your career? Looking for a radio booking agent or a publicist? How about a public and artist relations and development extraordinaire? Look no further. Globally, we got a writer and journalist, MJ Savino, representing MJ's Hip Hop Connects. Your one-stop shop for promotion, marketing, artist relations, and artist development. Contact us for a complete list of services, prices, and packages. Follow MJ's Hip Hop Connects on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud at MJ's Hip Hop Connects. And that's C-O-N-N-E-X. Serious inquiries only. Wow, what's poppin', you dig? This G-Quick, straight from the N.O. New Orleans, you heard me? And you're tuned in to Non-Stop Radio with Emilio Eggball, the hottest underground hip-hop and R&B show on this side of the net, you heard me? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. It's your boy Emilio Wackbar back at it once again. And I want to say thank you for everybody out there that's taking the time out of their busy schedule right now to tune in to tonight's presentation. And if you haven't done so yet, do us a solid and make sure you're following us on IG at EJP underscore entertainment to stay up to date with everything related to EJP entertainment. Ladies and gentlemen, we are at the point of our show where we would like to bring on today's special guest. And here on the line with me, calling all the way from Baltimore, Maryland, ladies and gentlemen, I have Maurice Carroll on the line. So if you would, help me help welcome him to the show. Maurice, what's good, man? How's everything? Hey, man. I appreciate you. I'm glad to be here, man. Appreciate you as well, man. Thank you for dropping by. We definitely do appreciate you and your time and taking the moment to call in here and share your story with us and all that good stuff, man. But before we get started, we always like to take the first, you know, few minutes within the start of this segment to give our guests the opportunity to tell the audience a little bit about themselves. So if you would, man, the floor is all yours. Okay, cool. Um, as you said, my name is Maurice Carroll. I am a music composer and producer. Um, generally, uh, mostly in EDM, um, with a little bit of R&B and meditation music. Mm-hmm. Now, coming out of Baltimore, man, a lot of us were used to, you know, hearing hip hop, of course, but a lot of people out there also knows Baltimore for its house music and all that good stuff as well, man. So would you say like, you know, your style of EDM music is kind of an infusion of that or is it just EDM and then, you know, the house music is just house music? So house music is house music. Baltimore is typically known for club music, mm-hmm. um, and we do have you know we do have house heads that that are here and come out of Baltimore that are very influential in the house music scene. Um, what I do is a blend. I'm more of a um, in between. So I'm I'm the the style of house music that I do is for people that are used to hip hop and used to R and B and you know other things like that and aren't really sure um, about house music and what it's about. So I'm the middle guy. So I'm the guy that I'll introduce you to house, but you're going to hear the R&B in it. You're going to hear some other musical elements in it to kind of get you accustomed to what house music is okay now let me ask you you know i'm gonna go ahead and put it out there i'm gonna be fully transparent with this one right there 
what is the difference between house and club music? Because, you know, like when I speak to people from Chicago, they have their, you know, their definition of it. When I, when I speak to people from North New Jersey, they have their definition of it. And then when I speak to people from Baltimore, they have their definition. So what separates the two? Really, um, club music in, in its purest form is a lot, it's a faster, first of all, mm-hmm. the, the, the beats per minute are, is faster and it's way more repetitive. Mm-hmm. It's, um, house music is more musical. It has more, um, musical elements and it is not just the drums and the sample. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then house music also has subgenres. Mm-hmm. So you can have different styles of house music. Um, club music is, is okay. It's, it's more, here's the sample, repeat it, repeat it. Here's this chant, repeat it, repeat it. Um, and house music, you can have a a verse and a chorus. You can Mm -hmm. have musical changes. You can have breakdowns, you know, club music, not so much. Mm. Now, thank you. I want to say thank you for clarifying that with me because me, like most people probably really don't know how to differentiate the two. And like, we always get the two terms mixed up with house and club. So definitely want to say thank you for clarifying that for me. Cause I always thought it was always the same. It just had different names and different titles for the genres respectively. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> and, and that's understandable because both both genres have that that four to the floor kick, you know, and and but it's really once you pass a certain m- musicianship, that's when it switches over. Okay, got to. Now, with you, you know, you just mentioned at the top of this interview that you are a music com- uh, composer and producer. So now, have you always been producing and composing EDM music, or did you start off with another genre before you? ultimately decided that EDM is what you wanted to focus on? I started off in gospel. Mm. Um, I was a guy, I was a church musician when I first started out. Okay. Um, age three and four is when I started learning how to pick out melodies. By the time I was 12, 11, 12 years old was when I was actually getting hired and getting paychecks for playing. Oh, wow. Um, when, yeah. And then, you know, I, I kind of, you know, you learn along the way, you know, you use your ear, you learn along the way. Um, after college, I went to Morgan State. Um, and after college, uh, what I ended up doing was starting a, a record label and starting a recording studio. And that opened me up. I was listening to other styles of music, but I didn't have to compose and produce it. Mm-hmm. So that opened me up to those different genres from a behind the curtain kind of point of view. And I I like doing a particular style of R&B. So now the style of R&B that I like to do is the stuff that's kind of popular now, like the Her and um, all of those um, uh, Snow, uh, like all of those, those, those kind of ethereal, really soft feeling R&B. That's what I like to do. Um, when I was introduced to EDM, I liked it because I could use the music theory that I had mm-hmm. with and watch people move at the same time. It, it's 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 not something where it's um, house music is confined to whatever trending dance is going on. You can move the house music however you want, whenever you want, and what, no, it doesn't matter what your age is, and there's no judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in other genres, it's, it's particular dance steps that are trending at that moment that you. And that's that's how dance has ended up aging in other genres. Mm-hmm. And house music, it doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. So I, I really enjoyed that. And I learned that I was good at it. I'm one of those people, 
I'm one of those composers and producers who likes to um, time when things hit, when things drop, you know, um, what elements are coming in here and there. Mm-hmm. And in house music, it gave me lane to do all of that. Now, would you say like with your music composing and stuff like that, would you say that you are, you know, kind of like going along with the trends or are you more so like going along with, with your feeling at that moment? Or is it a little bit of both? No, I go along with what I feel. Okay. And and that's because I, I really, I, it's a continuous learning experience. So I just apply what I learn and what I know. I don't really follow the trends much at all. Mm. And you don't really have to in house. True, true, true. And let me ask you, when it comes to like other producers and artists that you hear, you know, following the trends, like what is your opinion about that? Um, I understand the business of it. So I'm an advocate for really knowing music business. I understand the business of it. If you're doing it to make money, you definitely want to ride the trend and 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 see whatever is selling. Um, however, um, as a music creator, from an artistic perspective, um, to me, it's like, well, what is your voice? What are you saying? What is your story? And if you can't really express that uh, independent of whatever the trend is, that's when I have a problem with it. So I understand both sides of the home. Oh, I definitely, I get you on that one, man. One of the biggest things has been for me to kind of come to grips with is, you know, understanding that, you know, the trends is what's driving the music industry right now as we know it. You know, like, I like to try to stick to being original when it comes to, you know, like the content I put out or like in this case, when I was doing music, I always like to try to stay as original as possible. But then it's like it's like the ones that are, you know, as far as originality goes, it's like those artists seem to be having some of the toughest times right now as far as getting their music out. Do you agree with that or is it just the way the marketing is set up? It's the way the marketing is set up. Mm. Um, if you really think about the history of music, it doesn't really matter what genre you talk about. The one, the people that really have longevity are the ones that stuck to what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, you end up drawing your crowd to you. You don't get the general crowd. You get a very niche crowd that likes what you do, and therefore it allows you to be the artist that you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem in um, music in terms of um, a, a certain genres, what happens is um, when one person pops off a certain way, it's like, oh, well, I just need this um, said artist type beat and, and, and I'll rap over it because I'm rapping something different or I'm singing something different or I'm playing something slightly different, but it's, it's still along those same lines of what's popular. It, it can be a marketing thing because, um, Really, a lot of times, if you're original, you don't, you might not have the budget that mm-hmm. it takes to push out your sound the way that it needs to be. And if you're original and you happen to be with a major label that has a budget, they might not know how to sell you. Mm-hmm. So it's a catch twenty two. I get that one. And, you know, you mentioned earlier, you know, about the business aspect of it. And that's where a lot of artists tend to have a disconnect, you know, because a lot of people, they see, the music industry as just that, just the music industry. But then some of them fail to realize there's an actual business side to it. So with the business aspect of it, would you recommend an an up and coming artist to follow the trends or would you tell them to use the trends right now just to get your foot in the door and then get a, 
an audience that you built up and then afterwards then you start hitting them with your original music i would tell an artist to do the work mm. do the work be original be do be and say what you want to say be who you want to be but do the work in terms of learning what business acumen you need you know learn what how a copyright works, learn what a PRO is, learn how the royalty system is, learn what each individual person that you might want on your team later, what their responsibilities are supposed to be. Learn terminology, learn how the marketing strategies work, and then push your music and let your fans come to you. Like you push your music out and let them find and discover you, but you be consistent with you being you and then you'll have fans for life rather than fans that are following the trend of the moment. Mm, that's a really good answer, you know, and it's like just in that little quick, you know, answer to the question it's like you just introduced me some, to some things that I didn't previously know about when it comes to the music business. And then when it comes down to it, yo, it is so much to learn about it. And it a is. lot of people think that is just all about just going in the studio and putting the song together. No, that's just the beginning. The hard work comes after it's printed, after you're ready to distribute it. That's when the work actually starts. <laughs> <laughs> now, in terms of work, you know, I've seen you had the opportunity to work with some Grammy-nominated artists yourself. You know, one more notably, Carolyn Malachi, if I'm pronouncing the name right. If not, I do apologize. How was that experience like for Malachi. you? Malachi. Malachi, okay, got you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so with her, um, it was... It, it was a great experience um, because I also worked with um, Andros Rodriguez. He's multi-platinum, multi-Grammy award winning. And, and nice. working with them on this, on, on that particular song, it was, it was something that I needed at the moment because it, it took me out of the element of being the guy that had to answer and know everything. And it put me in an environment where, Hey, I can learn from these people. And then to be in that environment and they both turn to me and ask me, is this right? Because they know that that's what my, where my expertise is. It, it made me see the industry for if you're good at what you do, you just get at what you do. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter what um, accolades you have behind your name. It's, it's really about you knowing what you need to, what you, you knowing what you, you are good at. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a book that I referenced with this as well. It's called, um, I'm so good. They can't ignore you. Mm. And this kind of reminded me of what that book teaches and, um, hearing the details that they hear in the music, it opened my ear up a little bit more. Um, seeing how they conducted business, it, it made me raise my level up a little bit more. So I, I'm like very grateful for it. Um, she's, she's the second, I believe. Yeah. She's the second, Grammy nominated artist that I've worked with. Yeah. Mm. Now, let me ask you, like, do you enjoy working with people more, you know, as far as like, you know, the composing and the producing aspect of it, or do you enjoy working on your own music more? I enjoy collaborations more. Mm. Absolutely. I learn more with collaborations. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. You know, you guys, people, you know, you know, some people, they would be like, yeah, I, I'd rather work on my own music. You know, I do, you know, collaborations, you know, for that purpose of, you know, either getting exposure or, you know, 
that being their side hustle and whatnot. But for the fact that, you know, you actually enjoy working with people to learn, that's another good thing. Like, what do you actually get from, you know, when you are working with other people other than just learning, you know, the experience and all that? Um, I learned how to communicate. I learned how to listen better. Every artist is different. Every artist um, has their own way of explaining their vision for song or, or for um, the project and hearing that, interpreting it, communicating back what I understand from that perspective, I, I learned different uh, formats of communication and mm-hmm. how people communicate um, in terms of the artistry everybody doesn't they everybody works differently some people like to write the song and the melody and say okay here's what i have mm-hmm. help me compose something around it help me produce it some artists say hey listen i already have the music and i have the lyrics and the melody i just need somebody to tell me and show me how to make sure that it's right and that's when they'll hire me as a producer and i don't have to compose the music at all mm-hmm. um so it's it's really finding um like what each artist's range is, teaching them and showing them different things like how to breathe, how to pronounce certain words to emote it the way that you really want to emote it. Um, you know, and that's in hip hop as well. Like, and, and it doesn't really matter what genre you're in, how you say a phrase or a word will um, have a lot of impact on how the listener interprets what you're saying. And so like just understanding that and, um, understanding how artists work and move is I like the process. I love the process mm-hmm. of, of creating. Um, I often turn into, into mentor teacher when it comes into, okay, what happens after it's created, but I love the process of creating it. Mm. Now, what has been some of your like biggest pet peeves when it comes to working with other people? You know, we hear people always share, you know, the, the, the joyous parts or whatever. And you have a lot of, you know, hosts out there that scared to ask those questions. So, like, what are some of the things that bother you the most with working with other people? I'm very happy you asked me that. <laughs> I don't often <laughs> get asked that. <laughs> um, so the major pet peeve for me is being open. Mm. Um, and I understand it. But it is a pet peeve of mine. So you can be an artist who has a vision in mind. And if you're hiring me as a composer or producer or we're collaborating and I'm making the suggestion, you're just saying, absolutely not, no. And and my suggestion might be, let's try it and then compare. Mm. You know, or when you're too close-minded, that's an issue for me. And when you're misinformed about the business, because it's music business, it's not music art. It's called the music business. Mm-hmm. So, and so, if you're not, if you're if you're not too versed in the business, but you're you're basing what you're saying and your positioning off of how media has portrayed the music business, that's a pet peeve of mine. Mm. I it's, definitely it's, understand it's that. A, you do some research or something. <laughs> I definitely understand that, you know, and, 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 and you know, that's, I, I, I agree with you as far as, you know, that being a pet peeve when you're working with people that aren't too open to other or new ideas, you know, that's one of the biggest things that I, like, even when I'm interviewing people, it's like, all right, it's, it's cool to open up a little bit and let the people in. I mean, that's the reason why they're here listening to you. So I understand exactly how's that, how that work when you're doing a collab with somebody, especially when they're not willing to accept or try a new idea. 
Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you find your people, do you find yourself still working with those kind of people or you just, you know, one time deal, if they do those things that you don't like, you kind of just move on and that's it from there. Um, most of my clients now, most of the people that, that bring me on board, um, are pretty open-minded. When I first started years and years ago, like 20 plus years ago, um, it, it was, Hey, just record me. I know this is going to pop. This is going to be what's happening. And that's it. Um, and Hey, you might want to try it this way. Nah, I'm good. I'm gonna do it like this. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. Uh, good luck to you. All right. <laughs> um, I'm gonna still do my job, but you know, um, I'm a back off of giving you suggestions. Um, right. now, um, because of my experiences now, because of my reputation now, I don't get the the people that are not willing to compromise. I now I get people who are coming in with um at least some knowledge of the music business. They're not they're not coming in and saying I'm gonna record it today and release it next week. It's I'm going through the process. We're gonna record it, we're gonna take our time with it, we're gonna build it, here's the budget, here's um what I'm where I'm ready to learn, what do you have? Like I, I have those kind of clients now. Okay. Now, do you apply these same practices when it comes to your own music or is this just your standard procedure for when you're working with other people? I absolutely apply to myself. I, and really it's because I really want to know and understand from an artist's perspective when I say, or I make a suggestion, what does that feel like to me as an artist? So I wear different hats when I create my own music. I'll let the artistry fall out first and, you know, I'll let myself thrive in in the creation of it. And then I'll sit back and put the other hat on and say, okay, well, as a producer, what should happen with this song? What would I change? If this was somebody else, what would I change? What would I fix? And sometimes it is a hard pill to swallow, even with me working on my own music, because creatively I might really want something to happen a certain way, but in terms of how the general public would hear it, I know it might not be accepted that way. And I may not have, um, I may not have the, the drawer that I want, you know, for my style of creation just yet. I might want to introduce people slowly to my sound. Mm-hmm. So it, it is difficult, but I do make sure that I do that because I don't want to be a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. Now I completely understand that. And up until this point, what would you say has been like, you know, one of your favorite moments in your whole, you know, musical career? Favorite moment. Um, the first favorite moment when I was able to leave my nine to five. (laughs) 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 That happened about 25 or so years ago. Um, I was working for social security and even then people knew because I was open about the music that I was creating. And when I said I was leaving to do music full time, some people that were working with me knew they were like, Oh yeah, you're going to be fine. Some of them were like, you sure you want to do that? (laughs) And I was like, Oh no, I'm sure. I'm sure. And, but to be fair, I, I didn't just jump out there. I did take about a year and a half to two years making sure that I was making enough money in music to sustain life before I left my nine to five, mm. you know, so I did, I did take that precaution, but that was my, my most favorite moment. Um, 
Second favorite moment was when I started touring outside of the country nice. for the first time, and that started in 2018. Um, from 2018 to 2019, I toured maybe like five or six countries, um, like a lot of countries. I did all of the Baltic states, so that was Belarus, Lithuania, um, Latvia. Um, I did Angola. I did Azerbaijan. So I've, you know, I've, I've toured several different countries and that was, once I got to that point, it was like, okay, well, now I need to make a new list because I'm living off my music. I'm touring. I got records out. I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay. And <laughs> I can walk out in public and people don't, they don't hound me because they don't know who I am, mm. which means I'm sustaining in music and I don't have to be popular. I have a nice apartment. I'm driving luxury vehicles. My bank account looks cool. And nobody really knows who I am. And I love that. Mm. Now, did that change any for you with the pandemic, not being able to move around as much? No. Um, again, it's, it's not knowing the business. And mm. so all I really had to do, I wasn't one of those ones that was fortunate enough to get the, the checks early. I, when I started getting my checks, it was towards the end of the pandemic when they were starting to open the world back up. Mm -hmm. And so what I ended up doing was pivoting. So I knew that everything became virtual once it happened. Like two months in, it was like, okay, now something needs to change. So I just took a look at what was happening. And because people were more online, I knew that audio-wise there needed to be um, more things, whether it was background music, um, if it was um, sync licensing music or, or custom-made music for whatever podcast or whatever people were doing, um, if it was, hey, I need this mixed and I can't get to the studio, obviously, okay, well, I'm going to teach you how to send me the files so I can mix it and send it back to you. Mm -hmm. And that created an opportunity where um, I it, it made my my um, it, my reach across the pond a little bit better. So I... I had records from France and Italy. I had records from people here in the States, several states away from me, sending me audio and, and working things that way, um, doing talks and, and doing mentorships. So virtually, I just had to pivot and find, okay, what is the need according to what I have to offer? So it, it, it took a little moment to get it rolling, but I, I was able to pivot without you know, losing anything, <laughs> mm. and, you know, and I, I still continue to say this to this day and anybody that feels like I'm wrong, I'm willing to debate that. But despite all of the bad things that came out of the pandemic, a lot of good stuff came out of it too. Like you said, you know, you was able to find another avenue to help, you know, keep things rolling for you. And then on top of that, you know, when you look around the whole entire landscape, you know, a lot of people wasn't able to work, but they was able to find other things to supplement their income. And in that process, a lot of people became millionaires over that time. So it was a lot of good things that came came out of that um that the last two almost three years that you know we've been dealing with this right i agree yeah i agree and, and with that said, you know, like, I know I just heard you mention a lot of different things that you was doing throughout that time period. Have you thought about like selling the information that you, you know, that you know right now, as far as like the music business and, you know, the other things that you know? I have thought about it, but I was, I actually, I was trying to give it away for free. Oh, wow. I've been, I, I was trying to be on, I was on social media 
doing the, you know, the clips and everything. This is a copyright and putting up the information and dispelling the myths. Like people are like, well, I don't want nobody to hear what I just recorded because <laughs> um, I don't want them to steal it. And I'm like, hey, hold up. First of all, here's the basic. If you know copyright law, you know that once it's recorded in a tangible format, you're covered under copyright law. Mm. They can hear it and duplicate it and you can still sue them. Mm. It's okay. You know what I mean? It's like things like that. Um, I'll, I'll put them on reels and things like that. And I was getting views, but I wasn't getting feedback. And so when I started talking to artists um, personally, like one-on-ones and small groups, um, what I found was that most artists have an idea already on how they're going to um, make it, so to speak, or how their, their musical path is going to go. And so knowing or learning what I know or what I have available to teach, even offering it for free, they were like, well, eh, I'm going to do it like this, so I'm not going to run into that problem. Mm. Uh, yes, you are. <laughs> but I know that. You don't know that because you haven't walked down the path yet. But right. And so even giving it away for free was a challenge. And when I tried to sell it, it was, yeah, it was crickets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand people like, you know, especially in the music industry, because you get a lot of people that, you know, that's one of their biggest gripes is they don't have, you know, financial backing to do the things that they want to do within the industry and then when they are given like you know the free information or free opportunities they don't appreciate it as much but then when you got to go to a platform where you have to pay for it or where you got to pay to learn the information that other people know that have helped made them successful they don't want to pay so it's like i don't know man it's like how do you get around that whole situation where you got people like that that don't want to invest in themselves yeah it's a catch-22 i mean i understand as an artist you think that you have the hit songs and you have the voice and you have, you know, the production. And once people hear it, they're going to put you on. I understand that thought process, but I also know because of experience, how wrong that is. Mm. And it's not their fault that they see it that way. It's not their fault that they think that way, because typically like you have artists that come out, and it seems like, oh, they just put some stuff on TikTok and now they're blown. But you don't know that there was some type of machine behind them where they were consistently putting money in to boost that particular song. You don't know that they had to make sure that thing, the paperwork was right so you know things wouldn't happen down the line. You don't know that they've been doing this for five and six years. You don't know that background. You don't know. And so it 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 media makes it look way easier and simpler than what it is. Mm. You know what? And that is, that yeah, you're absolutely right. And let me ask you, do you think like, you know, the, should, should I say, let me rephrase this question. Do you think that social media kind of like, you know, ruin people's, you know, uh, perspective of the way the music industry work? Do you feel like it's kind of helped or hurt the music industry? Um, I think it, I think it hurt it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that what, what hurt it more before that was having, um, the accessibility of everybody being able to have an in-home studio. Mm. I think that was the first hit. Um, because, um, once you, once you introduce that, then 
you you get to express yourself and you think that what you have is quality and it's ready and if somebody doesn't subscribe to what you are putting out now they're haters but mm-hmm. you don't realize you're not ready True. um social media um it it helped in that it gives you a uh it, it puts more power into the independent artist i'll I'll give it that credit and it it gives you access to people that you typically wouldn't have had access to before Mm -hmm. the issue is that with understanding how to work that the proper way Mm. i totally agree with that one and i and i agree with you you know i feel like it's overall kind of hurt the music industry in a sense, because, you know, not only with, with the things you just mentioned, but, you know, also with the, you know, the oversaturation, you got so many people out there that's just rushing to throw music out the minute they finish recording it. And that's just causing, you know, so much music to be out there that you don't really know where to look for the quality. So I do feel as though that it kind of hurt the game in that sense. But then I also feel like it's helped it because, you know, give people that don't have the chance to have that money, you know, to be able to pay for a radio campaign or to pay for quality studio time and help people be able to, you know, have more access and be able to get their music out there. So it's a little bit, like you said, catch 22, but more so I feel like it's kind of hurt a little more than it's helped over time. Yeah. 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 Yeah, man. And it's, it changes so much. And once you see one artist jump out there a certain way and like, let's, let's say, um, IG and you notice that they, they said that they got popular because of IG. Now you're focusing on IG, but you don't know if your demographic is on IG. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's, it's a lot of misinformation. Mm. Absolutely, man. So, you know, before we get ready to get up out of here and everything and wrap, you know, this interview up, I just got to ask you, like, when it's all said and done for you, like, what do you want to have accomplished over the course of your career in the music industry? Um, really it's for me, I just want to be inspiring. I want people to be able to look at where I came from, um, be able to listen to the music that I've composed and produced and hear my journey. You know, what I, when I made early mistakes and how I progressed and improved and to know and see how they can see their pathway and it all doesn't have to be correct and perfect now, just complete and walk through the entire process and then repeat and do it again. If you're a music creator, you can do it again and it's okay. And that's, that's really the message I kind of want to, I want my impact to leave. Like just to know that you can keep doing it, keep working, keep improving, keep learning, keep collaborating and, and just be consistent and, and just making sure that your focus is in the right place. If you're in it for the money, you're in the wrong business. Mm. That's what I think. And I I totally agree with you with that one, man. And, you know, for the people out there that's listening right now, you know, um, if they wanted to get in contact with you, they wanted to, you know, reach out to you to invite you onto their platform, even listen to your music or, you know, just get in contact with you to follow you. How can they make that possible? It's very easy. I kept mine simple, and this is because I understood marketing. Everything and everywhere you find me is going to be the same name. You're going to find me under Maurice Carroll or Maurice L. Carroll. So on Instagram, if you type in uh, Maurice Carroll or Maurice L. Carroll, you'll see my um, avatar pop up. Same thing on TikTok. Um, My website is mauricecarroll.net. 
So all of those different ways, it's it's very easy to find me. Cool. Amen. And I respond. No doubt about that. <laughs> it's been, you know, a really dope conversation, very informative conversation with you here today. And I do want to say thank you once again, you know, for taking the moment to come by here and share your story with us and all that good stuff, man. I'm hoping, you know, for the younger artists out there, the upstarts that listen to this show, I hope that, you know, they listen to, you know, the wisdom and, the, you know, the gems you was dropping. And they really, you know, take heed to that, man, and really learn the business aspect of it and as long as well as the, you know, the production side of it and all that good stuff yeah man i hope so too thank yeah. you so much no doubt man one more thing you know this 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 single that we got from you the ooh uh work it um two-step mix let's give them a little bit about mm-hmm. that one man so before we get ready you know to feature that here on the show like tell them a little bit about it okay so the original song was written um by Lil Dang. Um, produced by um, KP, Kevin Powell Jr. Um, It's a two-step dance song, basically a pure, hey, I just want to watch you dance and let me see you move, let me see you work it type of song. Clean lyrics, good message, um, is good for the the younger people, is good for auntie and them. (laughs) Um, The two-step mix that I did, um, is really just to introduce that same, those same people to what can happen when you listen to dance music and those same lyrics, same melody applied in dance music. And that's what, um, this two step mix is. That's what's up, man. Well, once again, man, Maurice, we thank you for dropping by, man. And for everybody else out there, man, make sure you got on your dance shoes and get ready to get up out to your seat and work it. Here's Maurice Carroll's new single called Ooh, Work It Two Step Mix. Up next here on the show, keep it locked, boy, everybody. It's your boy Emilio Wackbar, and we'll be back with much more right after this. You're rocking with the hottest underground hip hop and R&B show on this side of the net. This is Nonstop Radio.
The non-stop radio show. Non-stop hip-hop. The hottest underground hip-hop and R&B show on this side of the net. Want to be heard on the non-stop radio show? Send us your submissions in MP3 format at Let's Network Musical.ly 212 at gmail.com. This is Non-Stop Radio. Need to boost your career? Looking for a radio booking agent or publicist? How about a public and artist relations and development extraordinaire? Look no further. Globally, we got a writer and journalist, MJ Savino, representing MJ's Hip Hop Connects. Your one-stop shop for promotion, marketing, artist relations, and artist development. Contact us for a complete list of services, prices, and packages. Follow MJ's Hip Hop Connects on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud at MJ's Hip Hop Connects, and that's C-O-N-N-E-X. Serious inquiries only. The non-stop radio show. Non-stop hip-hop. The hottest underground hip-hop and R&B show on this side of the net. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that right there is our show for the evening. But I definitely want to say thank you to all of you beautiful people out there for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come rock out with me here for this past hour. I truly appreciate the support. It definitely means the world to us over here at the Nonstop Radio Show. I want to say thank you to tonight's special guest, Mr. Maurice Carroll, for dropping by and sharing some of them jewels with us, man, for all of y'all artists out there that's looking for good ways to market your music or even get out there as an artist. I know a lot of you out there listening right now are up and coming artists so we definitely want to say thank you to mr maurice carroll for dropping by and sharing those gems with us be sure to go check out his new single all work it available now wherever you love to stream music and we also want to say thank you to our sponsors over at ra pure want to say thank you to mj's hip-hop connection also want to send a big thank you out to blackfish radio promo team and to all you artists out there that's listening right now just a reminder if you would like to be heard here on this platform send us your mp3s to let's network musically 212 at gmail.com Also be sure to check out Past and present episodes Of the Nonstop Radio Show Available now at Soundcloud.com Forward slash Nonstop Dash radio Dash show That's gonna do it for me tonight Ladies and gentlemen But until next time Y'all be safe Be well And be good out there It's your boy Emilio Wackball Signing off Y'all peace you're rocking with the hottest underground hip hop and R&B show on this side of the net. This is Nonstop Radio. Get the best out of her 
I taught her how to move when she around others. Yeah, that's my bottom bitch. Been through a lot of shit. She was a diamond in the rough. I had to polish she. Yeah. She knowin' what she doin' for me. Ain't no better place than you ain't with me. Don't you ever get that pussy for free. All of you belongs to me. Put your hands where my eyes can see. I'm giving you this game for free. Don't call yourself tryna run it on me. I need you to focus on me. Not pay attention, baby. That's why I fuck with you, you know just how to listen, baby. Know how to talk and work shit out, you so sophisticated. He talking money to you, then go and get it, baby. She love the way I make it feel like she in love. This money give her a rush, just bring it back home. See, when it comes to the cash flow, she a drug. She the reason that it come, she like the backbone. She knowin' what she doin' for me. Ain't no better place than you here with me. Don't you ever get that pussy for free. All of you belongs to me. Put your hands where my eyes can see. I'm giving you this game for free. Don't call yourself trying to run it on me. I need you to focus on me. All of you belongs to me. The non-stop radio show. Non-stop hip-hop. The hottest underground hip-hop and R&B show on this side of the net. Want to be heard on the non-stop radio show? Send us your submissions in MP3 format at Let's Network Musical.ly 212 at gmail.com. This is Nine Stop Radio.